Question, Trojan fans. Is USC the hunter or the hunted? You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Culkin, and thank you for making Locked on USC your first listen every day. Whether you're watching the show on YouTube or wherever you're going to download your podcast, this show is free. I appreciate your support. You can show your appreciation if you're watching on YouTube. It's free. It's easy. Click the subscribe button. Become a part of the community. When you see that thumbs up, it means a lot. Hit that thumbs up. And also, I don't want you to miss one episode. Click that bell notification button and you are covered. This episode is sponsored by Jace Medical. Empower yourself with your purchase of a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S, like Sam E, medical.com. Having a championship mentality, it means you're, you're ready to play anyone Anytime, anywhere, right? We've all heard it. That's 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 one of USC's models mottos. And it doesn't matter what's circled uh, on the calendar. It doesn't matter who you're playing. You, you come out and you play like it's your last play that you'll ever play, ever again. If you're coming at it from the from a hunter's perspective. From a pure visceral level, you, you kind of you, you see your prey in front of you, right? You attack it, you make a meal out of it, you feast on it, you own it, it's yours, and then you kind of sit back, you pick your teeth with your bones, you enjoy it, you savor it. To the victor go the spoils. Let's say you were the hunted. Everybody's coming after you, right? They want to be you. They want to take away from you what you have. They want to take your glory, that honor. It's kind of why teams rush the field against USC when they beat them, right? So if that's the case, then you have to be prepared to fight anyone, anytime, any place. Because in college football, it's it's survival of the fittest. You gotta be able to go from game one through the 12-game regular season, and USC's case, beyond, into the playoffs, into the jungle. Sometimes, though, I I wonder, you know, which role is USC playing this year? The hunter or the hunted? And I'll be honest with you. I don't know if there's much of a distinction between the two uh, when it comes to being USC. They're always the hunted, especially when they're playing teams like San Jose State and Arizona and Colorado, and eventually they're going to play Cal and Utah and Oregon, UCLA. They all want to be USC. They want what USC has achieved. They're hunted by, USC is pretty much hunted by 90% of college football in general, if you think about it. Because when you're a blue blood, you are both the hunter and the hunted. As a blue blood program, you, you've earned the honor 
because of all those big games that you've collected as the hunter. You've got, a, as, as a Trojan fan, you know, you've got 11 national championships, eight Heisman Trophy awards, more Rose Bowl victories than the entire Pac-12 conference combined. The Trojans, the, the USC football program, they are among the biggest big game hunters that's ever hunted. <laughs> Look, USC right now, they're, they're 6-0, and and at the end of the regular season, they want to be 12-0. I don't think anybody should expect perfection. You know, you're going to, every team does. You're going to deal with injuries. Teams are going to play hard against you. And most notably, it's the law of averages. Going undefeated is really challenging in college football because you're going to have a clunker. You're going to play a bad game. We saw USC have a clunker against Arizona at home. Hopefully they got that out of their system. However, Getting back to the, you know, to the to the role I was on, when when you have a chance to put the other team out of its misery, the humane thing, you know, is to is to beat your weaker opponents as quickly as possible. Don't let them think that they have a chance to to get away, to get a win. The last time USC was winning national championships, they showed more of that that hunter type of mentality. They knew everybody was going to circle their calendar and bring their best game against them. But USC, and I'm using finger quotes, they left no doubt. Yes, during those Pete Carroll years, they had those occasional hiccups. You know, a Pete Carroll squad, they would lose a game against a team they should not lose a game against. But they lived that any team, any time, anywhere motto. I mean, 34 in a row. There's a difference between the way Coach Riley's Trojans are hunting and the way Coach Carroll's teams hunted. You could, they're just built differently. Like I said, maybe it had something to do with a, a defensive philosophy versus Coach Riley's offensively-minded hunt that he likes to go on. And, you know, let's be fair here. I'm comparing Lincoln Riley in his second season at USC to what I already know Coach Coach Carroll's teams gave us when he was at USC. So am I setting the bar too high? I, I believe Coach Riley, uh, when he says this team is getting better, I really do believe it. I believe he believes it. Although I just don't think, personally, I don't think the team is playing as well as they should be. And I, and I think Coach Riley would agree with that comment as well. I mean, they look good. They look really good at times where you're saying, okay, that's a championship team. The last three games USC's played, I can't say that. I don't feel that confidence. And now the schedule's going to get harder. They're, they're going to be at Notre Dame this Saturday. So are they going to show up as the hunter? Because they're the better team. They haven't lost yet. They need that mentality. They need to show up in South Bend, Indiana as the big game hunter. Look, winning ugly against Colorado, Arizona State, Arizona, there was a lot of positives that came out of those games. If you want to use the last game specifically, USC found out they can get down 17-0, find a way to come back and win. 
and the defense can actually make some big plays when they're needed. But that game didn't impress anyone. This Saturday, when two big game hunters meet up against each other, and yes, Notre Dame gets to wear that hat just like USC. For me, it is literally by any means necessary, by hook or crook, it doesn't matter. Just get the win and make sure that Jules Shillelagh is being mounted right back inside Heritage Hall where it belongs. When that hunt is over on Saturday, I want to see everybody on that USC travel team, travel squad, from coaches down to players, I want to see them touching that jeweled shillelagh, enjoying the feast. They're going to be seven and zero, and then they're going to be that get back to that anytime, any team, anywhere championship hunt. That's what they got to get back to after they beat Notre Dame. Medical emergencies are going to happen. That's why the Jace case is something everyone should consider because everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so you're not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical. Plus, you're going to get an additional $20 off by using code LOCKEDON at your checkout on jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J A. S like Sam E, medical.com, promo code locked on. The college football season is here, and this season, Locked On is kicking up our coverage. Each Friday, Locked On will go live from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel. Locked On College Football Playoff, <laughs> Locked On College Football Live will cover the college football playoff implications, the conference rivalry games, and go in-depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On college hosts covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Live every Friday from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on any Locked On College YouTube channel. Now, Following Tuesday's practice, you're watching this episode of Locked on USC. First thing, Wednesday. You should be. You better be. Anyway, following Tuesday's practice, uh, Coach Coach Riley, he spoke with the media, and he wanted to make sure everyone knew how he felt about this season's defense. They're feeling the shade. They, um, it, it was probably about a, a, as emotional as you'll see Coach Riley um, when he's talking with the media, he's pretty level-headed, keeps everything pretty even-keeled. But uh, here, here's, a, here's a quote from him. And 
I, I found this interesting. A lot of people in the media had their mind made up the first second there was any adversity this year. Oh, my God, should have done this. They should have made this change. And it's not true. You're going to go through the whole year. You're going to have a tough time. You're going to have a tough quarter. Do you respond? Do you show continued growth? That's going to continue to be written the entire year. But there's a lot of great things happening here. We'll own the things that need to get better, but people need to make sure they're seeing the other side of it as well. That's what, we, that's what we've been trying to say for a long time. Like the job we're doing there. I think we're set up to play really well the second half of the season, and I can promise you, inside these walls, there is no expectation other than to play at a high level the second half of the year, end quote. Now, those were the words. You can go check out the uh, video on, on YouTube. We have it over there at wrc.com. Um, you, you can see the way Lincoln Riley's talking that, hey, you know what? I've heard you guys. Now you hear me. Okay? Loud and clear, coach. Locked on USC fans. If I put a gun to your head, which defense would you prefer? The Trojans 2022 version or their 2023 version? That's better. Last year, USC's defense made a living collecting the turnovers. This year's defense, not as many turnovers, um, but they are collecting the sacks and they're getting a lot of TFLs, a lot of tackles for loss. And think about if they would have made, if they would have executed even better on some of those other plays, those numbers might be even higher. But they're up, they're up there near the top of the uh, top of the statistics in the country in those two categories. This year's defense compared to last year's, um, statistically, it's worse. And it's worse in three of four pertinent categories. In 2022, USC's defense was 93rd in points given up, 112th in passing yards given up, 80th in rushing yards, and 106th overall. Those aren't good numbers. Well. They're slightly worse this year. They're uh, 80th in points, 116th in passing yards, 91st in rushing yards, 112th overall total yards. Mm, yeah. So we've all seen them. There are there have been a lot of really good individual plays happening so far this season, but. We've also seen they're still allowing way too many explosive plays and points. Now, Coach Riley also said that Coach Grinch, um, after practice Tuesday, he said that you know, he called some of the perfect plays early in the game, but they just didn't execute as well as you know they, they could have. It's almost like USC's defense, the defenders, the play calls, they knew what Arizona was running. And if you see it on film, you know, you can see it. They were in position. Coach Grinch made this comment. What they're showing us, what, what they're showing us, the, the players, on Tuesdays and Wednesdays during practice, where they're doing it right, that needs to show up on Saturdays. 
So that's been my question all season long. And as I'm sure as well as everyone else's question, why isn't Tuesday and Wednesday showing up on Saturday? We keep hearing about it. You know, after practices, the staff tells us, this is what we're doing. This is what we're seeing. This is what we anticipate seeing on Saturday. I can't tell you that's what they're what they're seeing because of practice policy. We don't get to see it. Now, the points that Coach Riley brings up, they're valid and they make a lot of sense. But here's the reality. USC ranks as the worst defense of anyone in the current top 20. And they are ranked, like I said, 100 at number 109. We have to thank the corndog heavens for LSU, who is number 22. Their defense is worse. They're number 121. Don't forget, USC and LSU kick off the season against each other next year in Las Vegas. It'd be fun. USC literally would have the worst ranked defense of anyone in the top 25 if it wasn't for LSU. Like I said, I love my corn dogs. It has to be the reason why USC is sliding down the pole. And they're not sliding in a sexy way either. I'm sorry, a little double entendre there. Um, but let's, you know what? Let's give Coach Riley and Coach Grinch the benefit of the doubt, right? What they're seeing, what they're what's showing up on the game film when they're reviewing it, it's showing that the players are not doing what they're supposed to be doing. We see it as well. We, we see them as tackles. We see them being in position, you know, to, to make a play in the secondary, balls getting to the receiver. So this isn't about questioning the player's effort. I've said this before. I'll say it again. These guys are playing their asses off. This isn't about effort. Sometimes when you're watching their tackling, you're thinking, that was a poor effort. Overall, they're playing hard. Coach Grinch mentioned, look, you guys are there. He was talking about, you know, he was he was trying to bring up, not specifics, but situations in this past game. He was talking, like, the players are there. It's a third down and two, and you're in the backfield to make the play, and all of a sudden, the op their offense gains two and a half yards, first down. Or it's third down and nine, and instead of making the tackle behind the nine-yard line, the guy falls forward, and it's a nine-and-a-half-yard gain. Okay? So why are the tackling fundamentals that they're showing themselves on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, why aren't they showing up on Saturdays? That's the question. And the answer is, that's college football? I don't know. It's it's not like it, they can't rotate players in if they're not getting the job done. They, they've been doing that. We're just going to have to, again, hope that it shows up in this game Saturday against Notre Dame. Because these are the issues, um, and these are the same answers that, that, we, that we just keep hearing and seeing. Notre Dame's offense 
um, that they don't keep me up at night worried. It, it, it's a very, it's very basic. They like to lean on their their running game behind that power, you know, behind that big powerful offensive line, and they like to throw to their tight end and occasionally stretch the field using their wide receivers. So I just I don't want to see their wide receivers making big plays against USC secondary. As what you know, what Coach Riley and Coach and Coach Grinch are trying to emphasize, the point they're making is trust, just do your assignment. Trust to do what you're supposed to do. Trust your teammates that they're going to do what they're supposed to do. Because the US the USC defense is going to have to start showing up. And the reason they need to start showing up is because the USC offense, they're going to start facing some of the tougher defenses, at least statistically, for the rest of the season. Notre Dame, they have uh, the number 15 uh, defense as far as point, giving up 15.9 points per game, 16 points a game. So they're 15th in the country. Utah, they're number six in the country. They're only giving up 12 points a game, 11.8. Washington, 27th, 18.4. Oregon, number five, 11.8. UCLA, number nine, 12.2. Points per game for those teams. Now, I get there is the argument to be made, well, who did those guys play? Let's look at their schedule. Again, good argument can be made. Look at the record of USC's opponents and then start adding up the record of each of those aforementioned teams' opponents. Again, that's why you really don't want to use statistics as your complete argument. You just want to kind of throw it out to, hey, let's keep these things in mind. The best defense that USC has gone up against so far, statistically, was Arizona. They were ranked number 50. You saw the problems they caused USC's offense, at least early, until they started stumbling, finding a rhythm, sort of. Caleb Williams doing what he wants to do. Lincoln Riley calling this play. Well, the fact that the the Bruins look good on defense, that alone makes me mad. I don't need USC's defense to be in these, in this point, you know, in this range of points, they're giving up this many points per game. That's, those are, those are good numbers that I was reading off there. And I don't need them to be much better than where they're at right now. Just, you know, tighten things up, make the tackles, give up 20 to 24 points per game, and your number one offense in the country will do its job more times than not. They're going to have a bad game. Hopefully they got that out of their system. What I will say, though, is, you know, on that last thing about the UCLA defense, they made a change during the offseason. Looks like it made a little bit of a difference. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on a, anywhere from two to six players stat projections and watch, literally, you're just going to watch your money roll on in. That's how easy it is. 
Prize Picks is a skill-based, real money, daily fantasy sports game. Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. College football, college basketball, NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, hockey, golf. You pick two to six players, and if they will go more or less than their prize picks projections, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. At prize picks, you aren't competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize picks entries can be made in literally a minute or less. It's that easy. I'm going to give you an example. I'm making these up as I go. Caleb Williams will throw for more than 300 yards against Notre Dame. You're going to say more than or less than. Marshawn Lloyd will run for more than 100 yards. Notre Dame will score less than 30 points. Price Picks offers a recently improved deposit and withdrawal experience, including the option to use Apple Pay for quick deposits into your account. Apple, you know, is a secure way of doing things. So go to prizepicks.com forward slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Go to prizepicks.com locked on college and use code locked on college and your first deposit, they will match it up to $100. Okay. Last year, USC beat Notre Dame at the Coliseum. Victory fingers. Yeah, baby. Anytime you beat Notre Dame, it's a, yeah, baby. And here's the thing. The last time the Trojans won in South Bend, the year was 2011. Dion Bailey was on the roster. Final score, USC 31, Notre Dame 17. That year, USC, um, they also ended the season with a 50-0 to zero beatdown of that school out west. Uh, USC was also, though, they were under sanctions in 2011. They finished 10 and 2. They were numbers, they finished number six in the AP poll. But unlike in 2011, this team in 2023, they have something to play for at the end of the year. And if they want to play for that something, it starts on Saturday. USC versus Notre Dame. Nothing else matters but this game. What was your favorite memory or game memory between USC and Notre Dame? The obvious answer for anybody, for most everybody, especially recently, is probably going to be that Bush Push game, right? For me, I have a few. Here's here's one. This is just a personal anecdote that I want to talk about. Uh, And I know, check this out. This was actually a loss, and it was in South Bend. This was my first time making the pilgrimage. Uh, This was Pete Carroll's first year as USC head coach. Some of you remember that game. USC had essentially dominated the first half, right? And then Big Balls Pete got a little bit too ballsy. And that's when the game kind of changed. Momentum shifted. He tried that fake punt near midfield. Didn't work. And an Irish crowd you know, that really wasn't into the game, 
because USC was up. They were doing what they wanted. They kind of found their second wind. Throughout much of the first half, I was having a really, really, really good time uh, with the Notre Dame fans uh, who were sitting behind me. Anytime USC scored or did something really cool, uh, I'd turn around with a big smile. And I just flashed the victory sign. And then I would just appreciate their facial reactions and verbal responses. Um, some of them were quiet. They just kind of bit their lip. Knew that, hey, USC fan, got a reason to brag right now. Following that fake punt, though, I turned around. And uh, one of the fans who I know was uh, had to be somebody's grandmother, sweet-looking old lady. All of a sudden, she was giving me a two-finger salute two fingers, but it was, like I said, it was one finger from each hand. You pick out which finger. I think you know where I'm going with that. And I had no idea, no idea an old lady could cuss like that. I mean, I almost fell over laughing. Uh, but again, fun moment, even in a loss. That was 2001. Notre Dame won 27 to 16. That was the last win for Notre Dame against USC until 2010. From 2002 to 2009, that was USC's dominance. And, it, and during that eight-game win streak, USC defeated Notre Dame, uh, like I said, eight times in a row, including three in a row by 31 points. Yeah, there used to be a lot of jokes. Uh, so, again, there are so many games to choose from. I, I know a, a lot of my older, everyday listeners, the first game that's going to pop into their head uh, is 1974 AD, Anthony Davis. The final score, USC 55, Notre Dame 24. But in that game, it was it was what happened when USC was down big going into halftime. That's what made that game so special. USC was down 24 to nothing, 24 to 7. Their head coach at the time, Notre Dame's head coach, Eric Parsegian, Parsegian, uh, he wanted to shoot Traveler by the time that game was over. Probably wanted to shoot Anthony Davis, too. Like I said, everybody remembers the Bush push. Everyone knows about fourth and nine, which led to the push. Leinart hitting Dwayne Jarrett. And then Bush helping Leinart find the end zone. Best part of that, at the very end, Coach Charlie Weiss and his snotty nose having to walk across the field like, what the heck just happened? And all their fans who went from just sheer joy thinking they had done the impossible to the pain and anguish on their faces. For, for me, another personal favorite. 1996, at the Coliseum, the streak ended when uh, Mark Cusano, middle linebacker, knocked that pass down, ending it, ending that streak. Yeah, stopping that godforsaken winless streak. I'm not ashamed to say it. I cried like a little baby, but I had a huge smile on my face. <laughs> and you know what? I'm also glad that they don't have natural grass anymore in at Notre Dame Stadium. Because leprechauns, they're evil. They almost ended Des Desmond Reed's career. 
So, Trojan fans, what are some of your favorite memories from this historic intersectional rivalry? Let me know in the comments section, please. We're going to be talking about USC Notre Dame all week long. And I want to talk about some of my viewer comments. What are some of their favorite memories, good and bad? Let me know. End of the week, we're going to talk about them. So I'm going to be back with another episode of Locked on USC tomorrow. That's what we do five times a week. So until then, everyone, you know what to do.